Welcome to Conversations in the Park with Carla, Tash and Meg. Listen in as we, a shaman, a spiritual feminist and a creative, share our thoughts and perspectives on the goings-on in the rapidly changing world around us. We hope it keeps your heart happy, your mind curious and your spirit strong during these historic times of change. In this episode, we remember and learn, with awe and wonderment, the amazing intelligence of the body to support, move, communicate, hold, survive, and heal. Content warning. This episode contains discussions about developmental trauma, healing, and the health of our nervous system, which may be inadvertently triggering for some listeners. And we apologise for the audio interference in some sections of the recording due to Carla's remote location, Outbush. If I'm not healthy in my body, how can I be expected to do or create any of the things I want to create? Like, yeah, it's like it just keeps coming back to me that I need to really take care of my body first. Mm. Otherwise, I end up expecting it to be doing things that it's just not ready for like it's yeah my mind might be like I want to create this amazing thing today and my body is saying no you need to stay in bed Mm. and if I don't listen to it then yeah then I end up just kind of pushing through and burning out and being depleted that reminds me of a there's this incredible book that I'm reading by John O'Donoghue that's um just enriched with Celtic, um, like the old Celtic wisdom and knowledge. And it talks about the body, like the body is not just a home for the soul. The body is the embodiment of the soul. It's brought to me that image of like my whole body has the information that I need. And he talks about the body, you know, when the body gives us a message, it's a message from our soul. And and that mm. has really... um. Yeah, I really supported a deeper, uh, a, a deeper listening to my body. So I can definitely relate to that too. Yeah, that's beautiful. I've been realizing recently, actually, that um, yeah, like I guess like with my dance practice, I've been aware of like in open floor the type of dance I do. They talk about there being four bodies: the um, physical body, the emotional body the mental body and the soul body and I've always like when I first started dancing I found the physical body was the most boring (laughs) you know I was like uh, kind of more interested in the soul and the emotions and like yeah let's get into that it feels really exciting and expansive and interesting and um, more and more just have come back to yeah learning about and I guess re- remembering how incredible the body is and how everything yeah starts with the body and this kind of association with it being the most boring I think is just linked to like a mis misperception and then also um probably showing where I have work to do like where I need to pay attention to the body and I've noticed the times when yeah when I have 
been, I guess, more disconnected from my body. I just haven't been as grounded and as supported and, yeah, haven't been able to do the things that I want to do. Totally. And I've been in awe, like, particularly going through grief and, um, yeah, all kinds of um, difficulties. I've been in awe um, of the capacity of the body to always, always hold you through anything and and that um, beautiful process of allowing it to kind of move through your body, knowing that your body's like, yeah, it's it's working through it. It's just it just knows what to do. It. I love the wisdom of the body. Absolutely, I've been learning about that this year too with um, the nervous system, and mm. learning about healthy nervous systems and how to heal that if, for whatever reason, um, there was um, a disruption to that, particularly through to, you know when you're younger, when your nervous system's growing when you're younger. And that it actually is possible to heal it and to rewire and to relink your nervous system. That's something I've been working on for myself this year. And exactly that your body knows what to do, even in traumatic situations, like your mind thinks something, but whatever your body does is actually right for you in that moment. But the problem is, is our minds can get in and then we can get stuck on things. And it's just so interesting, um, like animals, like so I've been watching videos with animals and how they respond to trauma like being eaten for example um, <laughs> Great pretty response. traumatic experience <laughs> oh sorry you mean that was the trauma I thought you meant that was the response I was like <laughs> <laughs> no as in when you know for example if you're an antelope um, and a lion is trying to eat you the way the antelope nervous system responds either the fight flight or freeze and the different responses of the body to help it, even no matter what's happening. And there's just footage, for example, so the antelope will go into freeze if it's about to be eaten because that um, is the least traumatic for the body, obviously. And But if the lion gets distracted, then the antelope system can then quickly go into flight because then it's safe to run away from the lion. Mm. Um, and then it, there's all these ways that the animals can then do to expend that stress, trauma, energy from their nervous system and from their bodies, and then they're totally fine. They're not wandering around for the next 10 years going, oh, my God, a lion tried to eat me. It was the most horrible experience. Not trying to, uh, what's the word, diminish traumatic experiences that we all do experience as humans, but just pointing out that animals do that naturally, of extending Mm. the trauma and then getting back to a healthy balance within their own body. Whereas as humans, because we have big minds, it can, which are very helpful in many ways, but then can prevent our nervous system from just doing what it can naturally do of going back to balance. So there's all this really interesting stuff that I've been learning about this year of how we can help our bodies just to do what it wants to do naturally to come back into balance without yeah. our minds coming in. For sure. And I think the one that I've always remembered learning about um, in relation to that was the fact that all animals shake after trauma. I yeah. guess, um, like, you know, if a rabbit is scared or something, it will just start shaking. And then, like you say, it will move on. It's like its body will kind of process that through its system and then it will hop away. Um, and as humans, we we don't think that shaking is socially acceptable. So we've taught ourselves to not do that um, yep. because we'll look weird or whatever. 
yeah, I know shaking can be um, quite a, a very delicate thing because it can be re-traumatizing for people. It's not something that, you know, you go into lightly, but if, mm. um, if done in the right way, it can be, yeah, very powerful to just move that emotion through the body and release mm. it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, our bodies are so intelligent mm. if we let that intelligence come through. Totally. And I think that's what I love about movement. Like dance can be any movement and I find that's extremely therapeutic. And I, and what's going up for me in amongst all this is, is recognising that we actually, um, as humans, we've created a pretty um, hard environment in terms of in terms of the nervous system, I, I think that we actually need to uh, find really, um, really good ways of calming the nervous system because it's a constant activation. It's kind of like the equivalent of being chased by a lion every day, mm. <laughs> multiple times a day. That's like, I think that's what's happening in our nervous system. So I guess that's another reason why I'm so passionate about dance and healing um because i guess you know healing is also addressing those things which as we know there's so many different ways we can heal the body it's a Mm. it's a massive topic right Mm. the the body and the nervous system yeah i'm so grateful too that we're collectively learning all of this now as humans i'm just so grateful for the internet for example like because people would have potentially learned like little snippets um, but because we weren't sharing like on the rapid scale like we are now through the internet, it's just kind of amazing how rapidly we can potentially evolve because what everyone's learning individually can then be shared. So we're all getting that wisdom collectively. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Conversations in the Park with Carla, Tash and Meg. If you want to take a deeper dive into anything you've heard in this episode, go to conversationsinthepark.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you could leave us a review and or share it with your friends.